Are you tired of spinning your wheels with ineffective marketing strategies? Do you dream of finding a way to grow your business while also giving back to your community? Well, have you thought about charitable auctions? Maybe you've tried them in the past and you feel stuck because you're tired of donating to auctions that haven't gone that well. Either the winners never bothered to redeem their gift certificates or the ones who did were so price sensitive that you wished you'd never heard from them in the first place. Or maybe you've wanted to try auction marketing, but you don't know where to start and the thought of a bunch of trial and error makes you want to lay down and take a nap. Well, we've just launched our brand new course, Rework Your Marketing with Charitable Auctions. In this course, you'll gain access to a comprehensive course that has been meticulously crafted over 18 years of our own trial and error in our portrait studio in the trenches of charitable auctions. In this course, we dive deep into the world of charitable auction marketing and uncovering the secrets to our success with this. From setting clear goals to identifying the best charities for your business, we'll show you how to navigate this powerful marketing strategy with confidence. But that's not all. You're also going to receive a treasure trove of exclusive resources, including customizable templates, vendor recommendations, and tracking spreadsheets. Picture this. You donate a portrait session to a local charity auction. Not only does your donation attract the attention of your ideal clients, but it also helps support a cause that you're passionate about. And with the tools and insights provided by this course, you'll be able to turn those auction winners into lifelong clients. So whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, now is the time to rework your marketing strategy with charitable auctions. Visit our website today, dotherework.com forward slash auctions, and take the first step toward transforming your business and making a difference in your community. Welcome to The Rework with Allison Tyler-Jones, a podcast dedicated to inspiring portrait photographers to uniquely brand, profitably price, and confidently sell their best work. Allison has been doing just that for the last 15 years, and she's proven that it's possible to create unforgettable art and run a portrait business that supports your family and your dreams. All it takes is a little rework. Episodes will include interviews with experts from in and outside of the photo industry, mini workshops, and behind-the-scenes secrets that Allison uses in her portrait studio every single day. She will challenge your thinking and inspire your confidence to create a profitable, sustainable portrait business you love through continually refining and reworking your business. Let's do the rework. Hi, friends, and welcome back to The Rework. Today's guest is another member of our MindShift membership community and a student of the art of selling art, Tanya Gaylor. She is from Adelaide, Australia and is a portrait photographer there and has been in business for 15 years. The thing I think you're going to find inspirational about Tanya is that the last few years, Tanya has experienced some serious adversity. She's lost her husband and had some health challenges, but through it all, the business that she has built around her best clients, around a sustainable, profitable business has allowed her to have the time to take care of her husband in his last days, to have the space to mourn him and to also still support her family. I think you're going to find this very inspirational. I know that I always feel inspired by Tanya anytime I talk with her. 
Let's do it. Today from Down Under in beautiful Adelaide, Australia, we have one of our favorite MindChef members, Tanya Gaylor. So Tanya, remind our listeners where you are, what you do. Give us a little bit of information about you. Sure, no worries. So I'm um, a family portrait photographer based in Adelaide, South Australia. I run my business from home, have done so for the last 15 years. And yeah, that's that's me in a nutshell, I suppose. <laughs> I love it. Well, you have made amazing progress in the last year or two that I have known you. have been privileged to know you. And you're an amazing member of our MindShift community and founding member of Art of Selling Art Course. So all the good things. So Tanya, what you had some things that you wanted to talk about today. Let's start with your number one. Okay, so number one, I suppose it's just being so lucky to have a business that I have going through what I've gone through over the last couple of years and still have a business that you could, wouldn't say it's thriving, but it pays the bills at this at this point in time because I'm, I'm really only working in it part-time at the moment because I'm still trying to get through what I've gone through. So, right. And, and that was what you, lo- you lost your husband? I lost my husband, yes. So for those that don't know, I lost my husband just over a year ago now. We had his first year anniversary the other day which was totally devastating. So, And then the year leading up to that was also quite a challenging year with um, dealing with his health and everything. Yeah, and just all the emotions that you deal with afterward, the grief and everything. And then obviously, and I suppose with all the emotional trauma, the body kind of breaks down. Yeah. (laughs) As I just briefly mentioned to you off this call, I'm literally getting over a back injury at the moment. So, well, not a back injury, a a bulging disc, um, which just happened out of the blue. I wasn't doing anything serious. It just happened. And yes, obviously to me, it's just a build up of everything. We were coming up to leading up to Christmas, New Year, the first year anniversary, Neville's birthday, everything. So it's just a whole, yeah, Yeah. we're coming to a bit of a challenging year emotionally. So just it was like the body was just saying, no, you just got to shut down. <laughs> right. Well, and don't you think that it always happens at once? Like nothing's ever consecutive. It's always concurrent, you know, yeah. when, when things are going to go and be hard. But I find it so interesting and so typical of your personality that in telling that story, that there's a positive note about that, that you're grateful to have the business you have because. Yeah, because of the clients that I work with, they're just amazing people. I've had to... Neville situation, I just had to drop everything and just focus on on Neville. So that was your husband. Neville was your husband. Yes, that's yeah. right. Yes. And um, yeah, so I just had to just say to clients that I had already scheduled in. I said, well, I can't do it at this point in time. And they were just all very understanding. So we rescheduled later on. And they were all happy to wait. I think it was about eight months in the end by the time I yeah. went through all the, the grieving process and was could have picked myself back up and actually get out there and photograph again. So, but they were all understanding and they were always checking in and seeing how I was going and just making sure I was okay. And I, and I was just keeping them updated with how I was feeling as well. So they knew that they weren't being left in the lurch. And then when I was ready to photograph, they were just all so great. And they were just so grateful that I was ready to photograph and they were happy to wait that, that time yeah, for me to be ready for it. And then same thing happened when my back went. I literally, I couldn't walk. I, mm. I was using crutches for about two months and I had to, within like a matter of days, I had just had to reschedule all these appointments that I had leading up to Christmas as well. Mm. So busier time of the year and uh, just said, look, I, I can't do it. I literally can't walk. <laughs> and again, now I was just all very understanding and said, no, we totally understand. And yeah, and they were happy to do it. So happy to wait. And so, yeah, so we just rescheduled everything to 
at the start of the year and even though I was still on crutches, I decided to have an assistant helping me <laughs> and, and managed manage to get the photographs taken and, and then I was able to artwork them from there and, oh and my move goodness. from there. But, yeah, I think it all just comes down to just staying in touch with them and treating them like real people instead of having that barrier between us and them. Right. It makes me think of something that my mom used to say about dating, which is we attract who we are. And so clearly just knowing you and knowing what a lovely person you are, you've attracted lovely clients that are similar to you. Because I think if I called you and said, I couldn't make something, you would totally understand. <laughs> That's just the kind of person that you are. And so you've clearly attracted those kind of people, which has created a sustainable business to help you support your family. Yeah. That's right. And because I suppose I'm at that price point where I don't need a lot of clients as well at this point in time, I mean, I'm not not thriving because I'm not putting a lot of hours into the business at the moment, Mm -hmm. but I've got enough to get me by, which covers probably more than a a decent wage. So it wouldn't be rock bottom wage or anything like that, but it's it's enough to get us by each week. And I could do one client a month and that would be sustainable at this point in time. So I'm doing a little bit more than that now. And as um, you get better, you'll do more and that's right. Yeah. And so prepare myself. Yeah, yeah, I know. My gosh, seriously. So what do you attribute that success to? Because I think we all have times when business is busier, business is less busy for whatever reason, whether it's external circumstances or personal circumstances, whatever. What do you feel like you've done to what do you attribute that success? I think you're just keeping it really personal and real. As I said, just you, I treat my clients like friends we end up having sustainable relationships afterward. Like there's even, I think there's about four of my really good clients who are just waiting to catch up for a coffee, waiting for me to, because yeah. I wasn't able to sit down as well when I oh. did my back. I was either laying or standing. Oh my and, gosh. So, so they were yeah, so saying, oh, we've got to catch up for a coffee. I said, oh, just wait till I can sit down again and then I'll be able to have a cup of with you. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, and it's just doing those little things. It's just treating them like real people and like real friends and yeah, not that. I've kind of always been like that. When I was first out of school and I was working at the local camera house and selling cameras and all that kind of stuff when I was about, I don't know, 19, 20, which is a long time ago now, (laughs) (laughs) I could never do the countering between me and and the customer. I always had to step out around the counter and actually be on the same side as them and talk to them that way. I always had that barrier between us. Mm. So Interesting. I, I just dropping that barrier between me and who I'm working with so and just really getting to know who they are and understanding their values and what's important to them and, yeah. So I have a question for you about that because yeah. I think sometimes when we drop the barriers and become friends with, I know that some photographers find that difficult then to charge. How do you keep friends with, but still are able to have a business relationship in that you're, you're not giving them the quote unquote friends and family discount or whatever? Like, how have you navigated that? Earlier on in the piece, earlier on in my business, I should say, <laughs> I probably found that hard to do as any photographer or any creative. You always find it hard to charge for what you'd love to do. So later on in my career and probably more, probably more so since I've joined with you, it was actually the more... I cared for them, the more I felt comfortable charging for it, if that makes any sense, the more value I saw in myself and, and they could mm. see what I did. And so, I mean, you still had that element of professionalism there. Yes. There's also that respect there for each other as well. So they can see how much time and effort I put into creating these amazing photographs for them. 
and they're happy to pay for it. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm not a convincer. I don't like convincing people that they need me. So if somebody mm-hmm. phones up and they're umming and ahhing about it, well, then it's, that's okay. They may not be the right person for me. So I don't know if, if, I've, if I've answered No, that. you did. That You did answer it. I think you're saying that you have that mutual respect. But I feel like as kind and as loving as you are, like as a person, there is very much a strong core of self-respect there. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's core. If you have that, it doesn't actually have to be said. It's somehow communicated without words. It's just you can state the price and move forward. And like you said, we don't have to convince anybody of anything. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. So you you recently had an experience that I wanted you to share with our listeners (laughs) about that very topic. (laughs) Or maybe it didn't work quite so well as we thought that it was going to. So can you tell us about that experience? All right. So since I've started getting back into photography, since all this has been going on, I've only been re- really working with clients of the past. So mm-hmm. they all understood my situation. So I kind of started opening up the doors to new clients coming through. Mm-hmm. Untrained clients. Untrained, yes, untrained clients. This gorgeous girl phoned up and there was a bit of a connection there when she phoned up. Like she, was, she just found out that her grandfather was terminal and didn't have mm. too much to live too much longer to live and so we connected on that level because of what I went through with my husband but she was wanting to do like a three generation no sorry it ended up being a four generation portrait session before he got too sick so I went through and I always make sure that I go through everything with all the pricing and everything beforehand we discussed that she may not need need photographs of the walls but an album would be good she loved everything. I was very upfront with all the pricing and all that over the phone. We ended the phone call and then 10 minutes later, she said she wanted to talk to her husband and 10 minutes later she called back and she said, yep, we're in, we want to, we want to do it. So paid the fee and everything like that and um, when we moved forward with it. Because it was quite a few people involved in this photograph, we all got together for the planning session. At, at, it ended up being her mum's home. And prior to this, I'd actually sent her the link as well to actually check out my costing for products and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Had all the details and everything, but I could have done that better, and I'll explain that shortly. So when I got to the actual planning session, I I wanted to do a keynote presentation where I go through and explain to the whole family, so everyone's on the same page. And I actually said to them, "I've spoken about this, but I want everybody to understand what I'm about because I'm very different to most other photographers, and it's entirely up to you whether you want to." have anything for yourselves or whether you don't, but we'll discuss all that after we go through all this. So wanted to have everybody on the same page. So went through everything, explained to them that I specialise in creating large-scale art pieces for my clients' homes and was showing them samples of the works and just going through the whole process of what I do, the planning session, the portrait session. We choose locations, choose clothing, la, la, la. And there was lots of great conversation happening with all that. They loved the photographs. They recognised a lot of the locations, which were really personal to them, and everything was going great. And then I, was, then I started talking prices, and then they kind of, everything just changed. <laughs> Mm. (laughs) because the girl that I was talking to over the phone hadn't shared anything with the family. So nobody, Mm. none of them were prepared. And I could see that she didn't necessarily explain everything to her husband as well. The initial fee was, but wasn't aware of what the other costings were because they didn't look at the pricing link as well. They just totally unaware of how much extra it would cost. So 
I said, well, maybe you two need to have a little bit of a discussion together about that uh, before we move forward. And so they went out into another room and, and wanted to have a bit of a discussion about that. And while I was there with the rest of the family, the father in law stepped up and got quite aggressive <laughs> to say oh. the least, saying that I blindsided them and oh and yeah, just um that yeah, that it was just ridiculous the pricing that I had and all that kind of stuff. So I was just kind of taken back and I don't like confrontation at all. And <laughs> I thought, how did I let this happen? And yes, yeah, so it wasn't a very comfortable situation. So I left off that maybe everyone just needs to have a little bit of a chat about all this and then I'll get in touch with the girl tomorrow. So I let them do that. So I touched base with them and again, cut a lot, very long story short. I said to them that, look, I'm happy to refund the money, which is what I did in the end. And I just, yeah, I mean, I I apologized for the misunderstanding, which I probably didn't really need to do that. I'm kind of kicking myself a little bit for that, but that's right. Well, you never have to apologize for being kind. So I, (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's no blindsided because I mean, if, if he was blindsided, I could have taken the photographs and then shown them the prices and that right. would be exciting. But because That's I was up front and wanted to do, make sure that everyone was on the same page and they understood exactly what we're all, what we're going to be doing here today. Yeah. So that saved me a, a lot yeah. of heartache afterwards. So even though it was uncomfortable initially, it was very, yeah, it was, it right. was very, very it was a success in that yeah. you didn't yeah. end up in that same situation having done all the work, but it is yeah. still so hard. It is. It still... is. Oh, I was dead. I was devastated for about, I don't know, five days straight. <laughs> just yeah. Like, it's just ulcer but, inducing. But then I was going back through what could I've done to actually make sure this doesn't happen again. Yeah. And a few things that I let slip through the system. And it, it, I think it kind of comes down to when you break one of your own rules, Mm. all ends up turning to so what was that what did you learn through that like what would you have done differently okay so I'd probably become quite complacent because I was dealing with a lot of clients that I've previously worked with in the past so when this new client came on board even though I was really open with her about pricing on the phone I probably should have reiterated that to her that she needs to share this with the family before Mm -hmm. moving that's probably yeah. one of the things. The second thing is when I sent her an email to confirm the um, appointment for the planning session and the other appointments and sent her the link to the pricing page, I should have actually in that email, in the body of the text that I'd sent her, sent her instead of just sending her the link only, I should have actually reiterated, this is the pricing, this is the session fee, this is what you're going to be getting mm-hmm. in the session and this is the starting points of my products, album start at whatever framed wall portraits start at this price and I should have put that in an e- in that email then, which I normally have done in the past. Yeah. Just didn't do it on this. The other thing I'm thinking of too, because I've heard the story and we've had a little bit of this conversation before, but the one thing I was just thinking about too, that's making me think of going forward with some of my multi-gen sessions too, is that I'm thinking I'm going to say something like, who else would need this information? I'm going to send this email out who else would need this information? Would this info be important for and get their emails too? Because then like maybe somebody will read it. I mean, most people don't, but maybe somebody will read it. And like you said, having it in the body, even just a starting point rather than just a link, because everybody's just so busy. They just don't. Yeah. 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 
Anyway, go on. Sorry. I didn't mean to no, I do like that. No, that, that. That's awesome. And um, yeah, I mean, she did say that her mum will probably want some photographs, but I should have said, would she like this information as well? Yeah. And that's, that's Who's going to be there? Who's going to be at our meeting? Then I can share all this with everybody that's going to be there. If you want to just give me their emails and, you know, because then maybe that could have, I still think this is a success. I still count this what? as a success for you because you didn't shoot it. But my heart hurts for you being in that room and thinking of you being on their turf and them, you know, him, know. like I taking know. you to task of a blind side. Oh my gosh, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> Who is this guy? Yeah, that was, yeah, so that was there to try me that day. And yes. um, did question with, is this, do I really want to be getting back into photography? After? No, exactly. Yeah. It does, yeah. does make you question it. And then I thought, yeah. and then you just get a beautiful client the next time. And you just think, oh yeah, I've got to be doing this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, much. and then you just turn it around and just think, okay, how can I make sure this never happens again? Yeah. What can yeah. I put into place? Yeah. That's right. And, and the thing is, I normally have those things in place. It's just that I didn't actually follow through with them. So yeah. So you put these rules in place and the non-negotiables. Yeah. And yeah. I think you make a good point too, about how it's almost impossible to over-communicate, mm. to reiterate, reiterate. And I know we said this, let me just recap what we talked about on the phone. As mm-hmm. you know, I said it would be in this range. But it's easy to get into jargon and it's easy to slip into assumption that they know how we are because we've been in it so long and we think yeah. that everybody knows what we know, but they just don't. It's so true. Yes. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's done and dusted now and uh, lesson learned. <laughs> I know. We're always learning these lessons and sometimes relearning them. <laughs> did she, whatever happened? Like, did you ever talk to the girl again or was she yes. mortified? Like what was the end result? I mean, I know um, you yeah, refunded. Yeah, yeah. So, but... so we left, yeah, so we left off on um, good terms and everything. And, and again, again, I apologise for the misunderstanding and yeah. uh, and that um, I can't remember what I actually what words I actually used, but what went down went down, kind of thing. And um, yeah, so she and she apologised as well, saying that she had a lot of stuff going on and didn't get a chance to read through the email properly. So yeah, yeah, so, yeah. it's yeah. just everybody's just so busy. Yeah. Yeah. So what else, what else is going on in your world? Yeah. So just starting to get really back into things and, you know, just back into photographing again and editing, just life is starting to happen again, I suppose, as best as it can. (laughs) Yeah. Your new normal. Yeah. The new normal. But to have that base of a clientele that you've built over 15 years that are loyal and sustainable and that understand when you have difficult things in your life. I think that's such a testament to like good branding, great customer service, a great customer experience that you've been there for them for all these many years. And now they've been there for you through hard times. And to be able to pick that up and have that as a base, it's easy to underestimate how valuable that is. Not just as from a business standpoint, but also like mentally and emotionally to know that those people are there for you and love you and don't want anybody but Tanya Gaylord to photograph their family. Yeah. Yeah. And it it is a really good feeling. It's pretty special. That's amazing. Well, you're a valued member of our MindShift community. You always have great ideas and you're so supportive of everybody around you and appreciate you taking the time so much. Is there anything that you have that you'd like to leave our listeners with before you go? Any words of encouragement or any words of wisdom that you've learned? Anything you want to leave them with? It's just all about caring, caring for who you are, caring for the people that you work with, work for, family, friends, it's it, yeah, just just care and genuinely be interested in them as well, understanding what's important to them and making sure that, that what you offer them and 
create for them is something that's really unique and special. And I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, but you do that. I mean, that you, you personify that by really just, you, you definitely are the chill Australian for sure. But you also aren't playing around when it comes to business. Like your prices are serious. Yeah. You know the value that you bring. So you're not just a cute surfer girl. You're legit. <laughs> you run a legit business. Yes, And I love yes. that. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think it's so valuable to hear from people that have been in the business for a while. And very often on podcasts and different things, you hear people are like, oh, we're just killing it. We've had the best year yet. Or, and sometimes it's not that sometimes it's, it's like, like you just said, you are thriving in that you're still here, right? Yeah. You made it through some really hard and difficult things, but thriving is that what would have maybe ended somebody's career. The fact that you have built this core clientele that you have loved so many years and that in turn has loved you through this difficult time is just a testament to an amazing business and that we don't have to be corporations. We don't have to be anybody other than who we are and be yeah. the best version of ourselves for the best clients for us. And that that can sustain us into through good times and bad. Yep, exactly right. Yep. And that's just, it really just shows your value and how valuable you are to these people as well. So I love that. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to share with us. I hope you know how much I appreciate you and think so highly of you. And right back at you. <laughs> Thank you for Thank all you. that you do for us. Thank you so much. Thank you. You can find more great resources from Allison at do the rework.com and on Instagram at do.the.rework. dot the dot rework.